One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is Talksport Daily. Hello, 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 hello. Happy Wednesday, my friends. Welcome, of course, to another Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And would you believe it? Antonio Conte has been confirmed as the new Spurs gaffer. More on that shortly. But we begin the podcast with a reaction to the Champions League games where Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea won against the mighty Marmonians and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's Manchester United drew with the even mightier Atalanta over in Italy. Both games, of course, were live on TalkSport on the network. If you don't believe me, this was the fallout. Cuts back to Ronaldo! Oh, he's done it again! Oh, my word! <laughs> Edge of the area, right-footed shot, low past the goalkeeper's outstretched hand, and in. A minute into stoppage time, it's another Ronaldo rescue! He does provide those moments and I'm sure Chicago Bulls didn't mind having Michael Jordan either. So, you know, sometimes teams have, they have the players they have and that's why they are at Man United and that's why they are champions at uh, Chicago Bulls. You just come up with those moments and for me, I, I know there's votes coming up or, uh, you know, Cristiano is just getting better and better for us. He's feeling better, you know, he's not had a proper pre-season now, he's getting better and better and he's feeling up to up to speed now. It's just astonishing what he is able to do, the levels with the consistency that he continues to find, the desire aid. He made a run across the 18-yard line trying to get a shot away, he's got blue shirts chasing after him like a pack of dogs. He still somehow manages to engineer a situation that he pings it in on the volley to get his team a vital point to keep him top of the group. Incredible. He is unbelievable. United are shocking. You saw a fish up a tree. A fish up a tree of a team of Manchester United. I feel so sorry for Wan-Bissaka. He has not got a clue how to play right wing back. He can't play there. He, has, he does not know. His positional sense does know what he's doing. And actually, the injury to Varane helped United. He did. He had to change it to a four. And he went to a four because he had to. Oli, this is a team that is, hasn't got a clue what they're doing. They have good individual players that manage to find a way out of a mess. And Ronaldo is, is, is the leader of that gang. They are atrocious. I've had so many uh, people coming up to me and giving us support. And of course, both home and away, you do feel that support for the team. And me 
me personally, that uh, it's a great feeling. I've had it since I played. This idea that we're progressing, I mean, the United way, what, five at the back, not, not without any wingers, is the United way, is it? What's that, the, the, the Dave Sexton 1970s before I was born way? Basically, and I said this last week, he is stealing a living. He is not fit to be United manager. Ultimately, not a single game this season, bar the Tottenham and perhaps a Leeds game, have we even looked in control of a game. You can be in control of games at 1-0, you might not even be in control at 3-0. And we just look all over the place. This is what well, Ligan and Solskjaer does. It's the perfect team to play against Spurs at the weekend. Get a result. And then, it, and then everyone's off his back, um, thinking, "Oh, you know, Ollie's we're going moving in the right direction." All that sort of nonsense. He, he, he always seems to find a result, and then bang, comes back Tuesday yeah. night against a decent side, not a great side, a decent side in Atalanta. And you look at the performance and go, "Wow!" If they take that into the Manchester derby at the weekend, they're in big trouble. The way I describe him now is he's the managerial <laughs> equivalent of Fred. I have nothing wrong with what he's done. I think he's he's done the best that he can do. He just doesn't have it to go to the next stage. It's the same as Fred. But it's not Fred's fault he's not quite good enough to take Man United to the next level. He was bought. He was put in a position. He works his heart out. He's done everything he can. It's been good for Man United in many spells. But he's just had his time. And I think Solskjaer and Fred, they're almost like a carbon copy of each other, just in a different role. Early ball into the box. Lovely ball. Brilliant goal. Hakim Ziyech puts Chelsea ahead. What a fantastic ball from Callum Hudson-Odoi. Well, we got the job done. I think that maybe now we get judged by results, but but who who doesn't? Uh, we wanted the result, we needed the result, we expected the result from us, uh, and we delivered. We got the job done, and, and I think we deserve to win. Now, the former Chelsea boss, Antonio Conte, has been announced as the new Tottenham manager, replacing Nuno Espirito Santo. We'll hear from the former Spurs striker Darren Bent and ex-manager Ari Redknapp in just a moment. But first, this is Moni 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 Simon Jordan, who thinks the risk is worth it for Tottenham Hotspurs. Antonio Conte has signed with Tottenham to be the new man in charge until 2023. It is official. Clearly, they've tried to hold the line with someone like Nuno Espirito Santo. They've tried to make a transfer into Mourinho, rebuilding a team. They've got it wrong and they've gone straight away for probably the biggest name of football mm. that's available. So I think the risk absolutely is diminished by the reward. Unless we're seeing somebody whose motivations aren't pure. If his motivations are simply, I can get 15 million quid for coming to manage these mugs, then I'll do it. But I don't I don't think that's where he's at. I think he needs to rip it up from top to bottom. I think the Spurs need to come away from that. We understand how much they love Pochettino. It was really good to watch, but you need to come away from that now because he's gone. He's no, he's no longer there. Isn't, isn't, you've got to move with the times. And this guy coming in, I think is a real sign of intent because I've said it before. For me, there's maybe six world-class managers out there and three of them are in the Premier League already yeah. in terms of Tuchel, Klopp and Guardiola. <clears throat> yep. Now we've got another one in Conte. If you're going to sack someone like Nuno to bring in someone of that calibre, you've got to back him. There's no point bringing a Conte in and then tightening the purse strings. You've got to just give, give him free reign and it might cost you a, a fair few quid, but I think the end result is where Spurs are going to want to be. They've got good players, haven't they? I mean, you know, if he can get Harry going, if somebody can wake Deli Alley up, I mean, what a talent. Surely there's an incredible player there that, that someone needs to get him going. If he can get him going, Sun, Lucas Moura. I mean, they, they're full of talent, you know, so let's hope he can come in and, and get them players doing what they're capable of doing. And if they can, I still wouldn't bet against them pushing Man United West Ham for that full spot. Talk me through how you feel... When you, when you saw Antonio Conte announced at midday today, I hope you was listening to Talk Sport because that's where he broke it, but how did you feel? I was absolutely buzzing. Um, I've wanted him since the summer, soon as, um, well, since Poch went, really. He's the only one out there that I think can make a massive difference. I don't think he's a long, long-term prospect for Spurs, but I think he'll get us back to 
definite top four uh, potential trophy along the way as well. You have got the best manager the Spurs quite possibly have had in the last 40, 50 years. He's better than Jose was when he turned up. Not better than Jose when we had him, but the version you got, you've got the best version of Conte right here, right now. He's better than anything you've seen. Liverpool manager Jurgen Klippity Klopp has been speaking to TalkSport ahead of their match against Atletico Madrid tonight. Klippity had this to say about Diego Simeone's decision not to do the old handshake after the previous game. Diego Simeone, frustrated, runs straight down the touchline. He's furious about what's happened tonight. There's a thumbs up from Jurgen Klopp, who turns and points at Simeone. He wants someone to shake his hand. If I would have known he doesn't do it and I didn't know, um, then I wouldn't even tried it. Then I tried it, then I was waving or whatever. That was not necessary for me. I, I was not really not happy with that. But how, as you said, how I know we are both emotional and that was my emotion then. Well, it's not necessary, but now I know he doesn't want to do it after the game, so no problem. So, um, before the game, we shock hands, actually, before the game, so we'll do that probably tomorrow night as well, I assume. But after the game, not. Fine. Absolutely no problem. Then we all can go home happily, at least in that department. But in between the two handshakes, it's a very important game for us, and that's what I'm much more concerned about. That's what I'm much more thinking about. It will be a tough one. We know that. But it's our home ground and we want other teams to feel that as well. We want to create a really special atmosphere in a highly emotional game. Not only managers are emotional, they're the players as well. Both teams are really determined, it's great attitude, they fight for everything. And that's what we probably will see tomorrow night. On now to Man City boss Pep Guardiola Guardiola ahead of their game against Club Bruges, Brugge, but no one really knows, in the Champions League tonight. Pep said he will continue to back Kevin De Bruyne during a tough start to the season. I was a football player and I know in the entire career you cannot be performing incredible well all the time. There are high and lows and he knows better than, than anyone else and they can do better. We will wait him and because I know how he's doing every day to get uh, his best. But we forget that uh, they are human beings and they are the last eight, nine years, they have three weeks holidays in every season, every year. On to West Ham coach, Stuart Psycho Pierce, claiming Declan Rice is better than Roy Keane and comparable to Brian Robson. Now, I love Stuart Pierce, I love Declan Rice, I love Roy Keane, I love Brian Robson. I'm not saying nothing. The expectation for me from him should be he needs to be the best player on the pitch every game. You know, he's got the tools to do that. He's got the stature to do it. You know, he's got well, he's got everything, mate. Honestly, he's an absolute pleasure to work with. Is he as good as Roy Keane at the same age? I think, you know what? I think he's probably slightly better. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. Now, whether he'll have the career that Roy had, you know, looking back, it's all there for him, though. Rice surging into the penalty here. Might go it alone. Declan Rice! It's 3 we're fortunate that he's added a couple of goals to his game, which I always thought he had the ability to do so. He drives past people with the ball, he breaks things up. He's just an all-round midfielder. He's probably a Brian Robson, you know, of yesteryear. Newcastle looks set to appoint the former Arsenal boss Unai Emery before the weekend. Former Magpie John Beresford told TalkSport that Emery will be worth every penny if he keeps them up. I think he didn't have a great time at Arsenal, but uh, you look at his 
uh, CV and what he's done, and it shows you that the job he's done going back to Villarreal. You know, you can see, you know, he's got something. And I just think it's the time is now for someone to come in like him. There has to be at least seven, eight, nine points. If we don't, we're going to be adrift in January, and I'm fearful for that kind of situation. I think it's six million. I think they'd say to buy him out. Absolute snip if he can get us to survive. England's test players fly to Australia on Thursday for the Ashes. We'll hear from the former head coach, Andy Flower, who was victorious down under back in 2011. But first, this is the skipper, Joseph Root, on the importance of having Benjamin Stokes on the tour. It's been taken! Stokes has done it again! Just when England needed a hero, they found one! We're going to have periods of play where it's going to be very challenging. You're going to have to turn to people to stick their hand up and both grab the game. He's someone that will always do that. He will lead from the front in that respect. He's a brilliant leader within the dressing room and, and people follow him. And I think that's a great trait to have. He likes a scrap and he's he's really good at it. Stokes and Coley are having a pretty heated conversation. They've got very close to each other. They know sense of social distancing there. Yeah, I think he provides some steel in that dressing room and he's the sort of guy that when you're walking onto a field or having a team talk, people will follow him and he will provide that sort of brazen courage that can stand up to Australians, look them in the eye and say, we're going to take you on here. And that'll be gold dust for Joe Root. Back now to Stuart Psycho-Pierce and Steve Hammy-Harmison discussing uh, The Exorcist, obviously. Now, when the Daily Star today, Freddie Flintoff revealed that he's scared of the dark after he watched The Exorcist. <laughs> That's great, isn't it? Freddie Flintoff. Eh? What <laughs> Freddie, what have you done to us, man? You're such an iconic figure we love. You can't be scared of the dark. We're going to talk to a man that'll know, by the way. A good morning to Double Ashes winner Steve Harmison. Harmy, is he scared of the dark? Yeah, good morning, gents. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's scared of the dark. He's <laughs> the only thing that was the big fellow was frightened of. That's why we used to have we used to have interconnecting rooms. We in, in the olden days, you, you obviously you shared a room, and then I think just before our time, you got a single room because you were away for so long. But we were that sort of used to sharing with each other. We decided that because I wasn't I wasn't that keen on going away, and I needed people around me to talk to just in case I had a bit of a wobble. Me and Fred decided that we'd have interconnecting rooms so we could leave my bathroom light on because he was scared of the dark. <laughs> so when they say he's, he's scared of the dark, he's it was down to the, the exorcist. I was listening to your little uh, chit-chat about The Exorcist in my top three films, by the way. My God, it scared the life out of me. <laughs> Time now to check in with my show. Darren Goff alongside me on Andy Goldstein's drive time, admitting he forgot to put his clock back at the weekend. I was looking at the clock and thinking, oh dear me, I'm going to have to go as well. When was this this morning? uh, Yeah, this morning. So kitchen clock, off off we went, um, got into London. For some reason, I never look at, I don't think I've I've ever looked at the time on my phone. I've always... Kind of just always looked at my watch, but this morning I was doing some research on on the train, got in, watching the office, and thinking, "What's Paul Hawksby doing Saturday? Surely he should be doing the radio." And I looked at the clock for the first time, and it's quarter one.
That's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. Couldn't give a monkeys. Don't really care. Don't forget, of course, to press that subscribe button. I'm back on Drive today with Darren Goff from 4pm. From 6pm, it's kickoff around the grounds with Adrian Durham, live from the Empty Hat Stadium with, of course, all the goals as they go in on a busy night of Champions League football and EFL action. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast out first thing in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thank you so much for genuinely... I don't really care. But what I do care about is that you remain safe. So be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.